Ah, it feels good to be off work for a whole week where we can talk about something legit that applies to everyone, regardless of what job you've got. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and I am an inspirational speaker. Hello there. What's up? My name is Nate. You're listening to Life Tips Podcast. Welcome. Relationship improvement with advice and tips for becoming a better you. On this show, each episode is unique to what you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender. Everyone can benefit. You see, the reality is that nobody is perfect. There's always going to be downfall with rising, and there's something to improve upon every single day. So if you want to make changes in your life, then follow along, and I can help you master yesterday's mistakes to create a better tomorrow. Let's get started. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you new to life tips? Well, then, welcome aboard. Do me a favor and hit that follow button, subscribe button, however it's worded, and follow the show so that you'll be notified every time there's a new episode. You'll join the numerous amounts of people who download the show each day and add it to their everyday lives. Now, if you're a current or faithful listener of the show who has been with us since day one, welcome back. I hope to continue leading you in the right direction, and I hope that you continue to enjoy the show as per usual. Thank you so much. This has been Nate the host of Life Tips Podcast, just greeting you, and yeah, all right then, let's get started. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and I am an inspirational speaker. Really quickly, before we start the show, I just wanted you to know that your support means everything, not just monetarily, but also your words. So here's what I want you to do for me. I want you to go on to Apple, find Life Tips Podcast, and write a review, and also leave a five-star rating, because you know I'm trying to get up there with the top dogs in the Apple podcast world. Same thing with Spotify and Google. Go look us up on those platforms too. Blow us up and let people know how important listening to Life Tips podcast means to you. That way, the higher up we go, the more downloads we'll get from the virtual community. So yeah, y'all, that's all I wanted to say. Let's get into the episode. So on today's episode of the show, we're talking about work-life balance and socially thriving 
in lit atmospheres. Because you can thrive. The reality is that you can thrive in a social atmosphere. But the real question is, is it a lit social atmosphere? In other words, does the social atmosphere that you want to be a part of, is it helping you or is it harming you? As we see in today's culture, social atmospheres exist everywhere. With the number one form of social atmosphere being clubbing, Maryland Live Casino, or the MGM. Lounges don't count because lounges are just social atmospheres that are like more restaurant style. Lounges don't count. But anywhere that you can get sloshed out of your mind drunk twerked on by a random girl that you're just gonna dance with for one night and never see again or any type of atmosphere where you can get both of those and then pull the typical bring the girl home and smash and dip and never see her again. Those are regular social atmospheres, but they're not lit. The lit social atmospheres are places filled with people that will help you grow in life not just help you pass the time for a fleeting moment in history. It took quite a while, but I finally achieved work-life balance and socially thriving in lit atmospheres for myself. What do I mean by that? Well, if you don't know this about me, I am a social butterfly, but I'm a balanced social butterfly. I have extroverted and introverted tendencies. For those who haven't heard this before, I'll mention it again, but I have mentioned this on the show before. Two years ago, I bought my first car. But before that, I borrowed my mom's car to get around and carpooled. During the years of borrowing my mom's car and carpooling before 2020, I was working part-time, yes, making part-time money, yes, but my social life was on fire. I was gone every week. I was never home. 2020 came the world shut down we don't count that year 2021 I buy my first car in 2022 I finally stop working part time and start working full time but in the past Two years, the lit social life that I had before the pandemic 
was gone. I went from being gone every week to being gone every now and then. Barely. Lost a ton of friends in two years. And most importantly, lost work-life balance. And I wasn't socially thriving anywhere. How did I gain that back? Well, that story, as well as life tips for work-life balance and socially thriving in lit atmospheres, will be provided to you in this episode today. says on today's episode that I'm talking about my social story, work-life balance, how to manage your time when it comes to finding social atmospheres to thrive in, and the importance of accomplishing social goals in 2023. So I talked about my social story a little bit in the first bits and pieces of the show. when it comes to managing your time I'm going to break this up into two parts I'm going to break this down into part time time management and full time time management because the reality is that my first Several years in the workforce from 2016 all the way to 2022 were part time. 30 hours a week. There were a few exceptions. There were two full time jobs sprinkled in. One was a scam marketing company. The other was State Farm. And if you want to count Nielsen ratings as a third, it would have been a third had I started out with them. But for the most part, I worked part-time, 30 hours a week. So my days consisted of, say, 10 to 5. 10 to 4, 10 to 3, different hours like that. There was no 9.30 to 4. There was no 9.30 to 5. There was no 8 to 5. None of that. So when you're working part-time, your time management is way more feasible because there are more hours in your day for you to do stuff that you need to do, do stuff that you want to do. When it comes to part-time work-life balance and time management in particular, if you're working 30 hours a week, that means you're working about six hours. So you've got more downtime when you get off work and more prep time when it comes to social stuff. Write that down. But when you're full time, you've got less prep time. So your, your job might let you off the clock at say six o'clock. If there's a social event taking place at 7 o'clock or 7.30, this means that depending upon where you live, 
you need to get home in enough time to get out of your work clothes, get out of your suit, whatever the heck you wear to work, freshen up, put on some social clothes, get in your car, and make it to wherever you need to be in such a short amount of time. And it's worse if you live far away versus if you live close because at that point, you have to contend with way more traffic than somebody who lives 10 minutes away from their job or even 30 minutes away from their job. So full-time and part-time are two completely different levels of work-life balance and time management. And so my suggestion or my life tips to you if you work part-time is Take one hour at the most of downtime and recharge when you step in the house from work. And if you're full time, take at least an hour and a half. Add 30 extra more minutes on to your time because of how much you have to deal with in a given day as a full-time person versus someone who is a part-time person. That's what I did when I worked part-time. That's what I did. Now that I work full-time, because of my delicate hours, I have a little bit more time in my schedule for downtime. The only re- the only way that would change is if I were to sign up for aftercare and stay those extra hours. The only reason I don't is because I'm good with where I am right now. But that might change in the future depending upon wisdom, whether it makes sense to do aftercare, etc., etc., etc. So we've talked about my social backstory. We've talked about work-life balance a little bit. Now it's time to talk about social atmospheres to thrive in and the importance of accomplishing social goals in 2023. So, before I get into that, remember what I said earlier about my car? If I lived in the white community, (laughs) let's just be honest, if I lived in the white community, it'd be way more people to celebrate my car. I'll never forget driving to Baltimore and seeing a big Jeep. And there was four white girls in the Jeep. They looked like they were having a blast. If I had lived in the white community two years ago when I bought my car, I guarantee you there would have been a big celebration. We would have gone for a road trip or something like that. (laughs) In other words, I could have seen a scenario where 
it's me and maybe a mix. One white girl, another dude, another white girl, something like that, piled in my tiny little car just to celebrate having a car. Big milestone. But no, when I got my car, the only people I celebrated with was family and my ex-best friend. What? Mm -hmm. My ex-best friend. Best friends for five years, and then she called off our relationship randomly and abruptly at the end of 2022. And she was the only best friend out of three here in the DMV. that at the time was willing to hang. I didn't start hanging with my main best friend until just last year, consistently. Then it spilled over into this year. All three of my best friends, we've been close for five years. Well, two. One of my best friends is a single mom. And she's been there for me just like I've been there for her. I was there during the worst of her domestic violence relationship. And instead of giving up on men completely, she trusted me. Now, five years later, here we are. As for my other best friend, met her at University of Maryland, Baltimore campus. And the rest is history. I do have another best friend in Florida. And we've been close for 10 years and have not met in person yet. But this is the life that I was dealt <clears throat> after leaving Liberty University in 2013 because I failed college. <laughs> but this is the social life that I was dealt coming back home, leaving the largest Christian university in the world, leaving billions of young people on a single campus from all over the continent leaving millions upon millions of beautiful women to wake up to every day know that they're across the street from you in your sister dorm or just around campus in general I left that atmosphere and lost endless opportunities. Did PG Community College help? A little bit. Did my church hopping help a little bit? A little bit. Yes, it helped a little bit. But I had to work my butt off. to obtain the two extra best friends that I have now. And it's a miracle that I even made a best friend from work who has joined the fold as well. Destiny. In other words, I know a ton of people But you can know a ton of people and nobody knows you. Because they don't care. Social atmospheres 
are not just relegated to big group things. Social atmospheres also play a part in interpersonal communication. I've mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. I started talking to girls at 16. (laughs) Grew up sheltered, grew up in the church. Grew up in a pastor's kid-ish environment. What that means is I wasn't able to do certain things until a certain age. So while everybody else was talking to girls and getting numbers at 13 and 12 and 10 and going to girls' houses and girls coming over to your house and parents, you know, being okay with you, enjoying girls at a young age and hanging out and just being friends and having girlfriends at 14 and all that other stuff, I didn't have that. So it wasn't just the social atmospheres that I needed to fix (laughs) after leaving Liberty. I mentioned all the beautiful women for a reason. I left Liberty in 2013 and also left the abundance of beautiful white girls and Asians and Spanish and all the languages and cultures of the world that came together at Liberty, all gone. Came back home to the black community and... There was no diversity to be found. And I thrive in diverse atmospheres. But I also thrive in unique black atmospheres. I recently posted on Facebook last week about black love. In a response to my cousin's podcast episode that she recorded with her boyfriend where they talked about black love and I said this I said that in answering her question her question was is black love different from regular love and I said yes black women know how to understand and cover a normal black man as well as a unique black man so I'm a unique black man because I didn't grow up in school and I didn't talk to girls until a certain time period. And my first real experience and taste with social atmospheres was liberty. Then when I came back home and went to PG Community College, I was thrust into the ghetto, the ratchet. And those women just didn't sit well with me. Then I experienced more from the church in megachurch atmospheres. And a lot of the women in megachurch atmospheres turned me off because of how they treated me. And I just was not interested in black women for a while. But that changed when I met my best friends. And so now... This is what I had to say. Because I had to develop my own style of communication and vibe and bonding with women, which I'm getting ready to go into in just a few seconds to make my point when, as we're talking about work-life balance and socially thriving and lit atmospheres, I fell into the category of a unique black man. Black women who can understand me and understand my past, my present, and where I want to go in my future, like my best friends, with the exception of Becca, of course, because Becca's white. But with the exception of Becca, black women, like my best friends, China and Raven and Destiny, who understand me and understand my past, present, and where I want to go in my future, and are willing to follow me, that type of black love is worth waiting for. 
Russell Wilson and Ciara, basically. Russell Wilson came into Ciara's life, changed her life, gave her a new perspective on men after dealing with future and his nonsense. And that's exactly what I aim to be for a young woman. The Russell Wilson in their life after dealing with bonehead guys for the last several years. What does this have to do with work-life balance and socially thriving in lit atmospheres? Well, let's go back to what I initially said in the beginning about 10, 11, 12-year-old dudes that I remember growing up with in the homeschool environment having girls over. Having girls over at that age to your parents' house eventually will translate into going over to her apartment, bringing her over to your apartment, etc., etc., in college, and then beyond college into adulthood. It will translate into not just that, but y'all having conversations every single day just for the heck of it. Whether it's you reaching out to her or her reaching out to you, the balance will be there. That is how you develop close friendships and close bonds with young women. It's not getting her Instagram and sliding in the DMs. That works for some guys. But it doesn't work for me. Because my professionalism spilled out into my personal life. What does that mean? I worked in the insurance industry for years. When you're in the insurance industry, you have to get phone numbers. You have to get emails. You have to get sensitive information in order to generate an insurance quote for someone's car, home, business, etc., etc. So because I used to doing that... What spilled over into my personal life is that I started getting girls' numbers, or at least trying to, more than their social media. But what I found was that the cultural norms of the day were pointing me in a direction where I was just relegated to getting Instagrams and not numbers, which started to become very annoying. I've recovered. Thank God. But it is still difficult to this day building a balance between female friends and guy friends simply because the types of women like my best friends don't exist. So socially thriving in lit atmospheres, it's not just the group stuff. It's the one-on-one interaction between you and another woman, which I had with my other best friend before she cut me off last year. Matter of fact, I had that with multiple women throughout my life before they all ended up cutting me off. My best friend that just cut me off last year from Ukraine was just one example. I had another best friend for years who always hit me up, always asked me to come over to her grandmother's house. We would spend alone time together like crazy. But she had a boyfriend. Oh, but she was also the raciest best friend I ever had. I still remember to this day getting text messages of her completely naked. No bra, no panties, just tits, nipples, and oh my goodness, bruh. I still remember those text messages. And if you're a guy listening to that, or listening to this right now, you know 
when you get those messages, <sighs> she wasn't the only one. There was another girl in Iowa that, yeah, Ohio, Iowa, it, it was multiple chicks like that that I talked to over the years that gave me, well, they gave me satisfaction. The, the point that I'm trying to make is it was great being in those situations because I never got that type of interaction with women before. Women who would typically do that would typically send those things to dudes who looked better than me and who had more swagger than me, more money than me, who were just more popular, if that makes sense. In other words, I wasn't expecting to get any of those, but I did, and I now have the experience of, well, yeah. <clears throat> but that's just the racy side of it. The non-racy side of it is just simply being a good friend to someone of the opposite sex and having the same vibe that you have with the fellas. One of my pastor's daughters. We vibed out like that. There were no racy pictures. But we vibed. We talked for hours, even into the booty call o'clock hours of the morning. I was close to... I was close to <laughs> bringing her a bouquet of flowers on Valentine's Day to the church. And the whole church would have found out that I had a crush on her. And anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is that Again, social atmospheres are not just group things. They are one-on-one -on -one as well. And if you only have one aspect, how can you really thrive socially in lit atmospheres? You can't. And without that, your work-life balance will be disrupted because all you are doing is hanging out in group settings. I love group social interaction. It's lit. It's been keeping me going since 2023 started. I've recovered. I am now back at the point of life that I was before the pandemic where I'm doing something every single week. Thanks to my church. Thanks to a new church called Born Again Ministries. Whoop, whoop. Shout out to y'all. Thanks to my bros. Thanks to my best friend from work. Thanks to my best friend, single mom. Thanks to my mentor. It's all coming together. It's all coming back. But there's one more part that I want to discuss after the commercial break that will wrap it all up as we go into the next month. And that is accomplishing social goals in 2023 for a better quality of life, but also surviving what's coming.
This episode of Life Tips Podcast is sponsored by... Hey y'all, real quick, I need your help. So, um, listener support is now active for Life Tips Podcast. So, if you love this podcast, please, please, please give to support future episodes of the show. No amount is too great or too small. It would really mean a lot to me if you all would help support the podcast and get this show where it needs to be moving forward. So again, if you're really just into this show and you look forward to episodes every single week, drop something in the support channel, drop something in the support button you can click on. It really means a lot to me. And it'll go towards future episodes being produced. Alright, cool. Back to the show. What is up, family? It's your hostess with the mostest the GOAT from over at Powerfully Black and Excellent, the podcast that seeks to make your skin folk, your kin folk all across the nation, baby. Now look, if you're looking for a platform that highlights black entrepreneurs and business professionals, we got your back. If you're looking for a podcast that's going to light that fire up underneath you to start that business that you keep putting on the back burner, we got your back. And if you're just looking to hear from some amazing black entrepreneurs and business professionals who are currently on the journey to making themselves and their brands successful we got your back so come check us out on anchor fm and almost all streaming platforms using the name powerfully comma black and excellent without the e we drop new episodes every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time so if you're not listening to us what are you doing Surviving what's coming should come first so that we can talk about how to have social lit stuff going on in 2023 for a better quality of life on the back end. So you know that I've suffered a ton of loss in the friendship department over the years, not just in the girlfriend department. And a lot of the relationships that I used to have that left, they didn't just leave me randomly. One person did, but the majority of them left me, abandoned me, because their men didn't want me around. And that goes back to a toxic relationship principle that I don't believe in. It's called smothering your significant other. In other words, when you start dating someone, if you are of the mindset that you don't want your girl around other men, that is a problem. Because the dudes that came before you that are not family that have been in her life for years as just platonic friends, they need to stay there. And vice versa, if you're a guy 
and you have female friends that were there before your girlfriend, keep them there. Don't smother your man and don't smother your woman. And don't be in a position where you are controlling your man or your woman. Because until you are married, your life does not revolve around your significant other. You need friends, period, whether it's the same sex or the opposite sex when you are dating. I believe that, but other people don't. And because other people don't believe in that, they look at me as a threat and it's like, oh, well, you have to step off my girl because you might try to slide in and take her. Really? Really? So there's that. But also there's the other type of loss of friendship that I'm getting ready to mention, which I've mentioned time and time again since she's been on the show, but I'll just mention it again. Miss Aphrodite, go back throughout the catalog and find Miss Aphrodite, find China. She's been on the show before. She's not coming back. Once she leaves the United States to go live in the Caribbean with her fiance, that's it. She's never coming back. And that departure date is coming so fast, it's not even funny. This March, which literally is next month, is our last birthday celebration together as best friends. Literally. Celebrated her birthday with her for the last two years. Her birthday always falls in March like clockwork. She always has plans for her birthday. She always invites me out to them. Big birthday dinners. This is the last one. And there will be one more hangout, just the two of us, before she leaves the United States for good. And then she will no longer be my best friend, not because I'm disowning her, but because her fiance takes precedence over me. Her fiance will be her best friend. Her future husband will be her best friend. That role should be passed on to him, which is why our best friend relationship is coming to an end. Leaving me with Raven and Destiny. But that's where the importance of accomplishing social goals in 2023 for a better quality of life comes into play. Everything I am doing now socially, every connection that I make, it is all a part of the vision To keep what we are talking about intact. Work-life balance. In particular. Consists of three things. We've been talking about socially thriving. In atmospheres. Most of the episode. But work-life balance. Consists of three things. One. Group interaction. Two. One-on-one interaction. With either a guy or a girl. Preferably both. For that balance of hanging out with dudes and women. And I'm going to mention this last part towards the end. Why it's important to hang out one-on-one with a woman. But also number three is you time. That was originally going to be the topic of this podcast episode today. Spending time by yourself. But spending time by yourself is so general it doesn't make sense to talk about it because we all need to give ourselves self-love. We all need to spend time by ourselves somehow. It's just a matter of what do you like to do by yourself? But if you don't have all of it, 
and you just have one? What the heck is going on? Like, seriously, you can have you time and alone time and loving yourself down pat. You can have the group stuff. But if you don't have the one-on-ones, you see where I'm going? You can have work-life balance and not have the other two and you'll still be miserable. You can have two and still be miserable, which is exactly where I'm at right now. I've got work-life balance down packed in two areas, spending time by myself and spending time in group settings. I always spend time in group settings now because apparently that's all my social life consists of. Group stuff gets boring. Spending time by myself? Well, I'm always by myself, honestly. My phone stays dry. Nobody really checks on me. Nobody really talks to me. Except for my best friends and my guys. But that's it. My best friends and my guys. My guy friends, my bros. That's it. Why do I stress that? Family's family. They always check on you. But this is where it goes to the end of this podcast episode to bring everything all together. The importance of hanging out with a woman one-on-one ties into part three of the vision, which ultimately ties into the main two goals that I have for myself this year. Apartment and girlfriend. The apartment is working. That's coming in September. Girlfriend, that's not as easy to achieve, but you can work on it. How? Get numbers, get girls. That's the same thing. But you need that one-on-one connection to be there in order to achieve ultimate dating, long-term dating, so that you can forecast your long-term future wedding and future family. (laughs) Having a girlfriend, having a significant other is key to work-life balance and having a socially thriving, lit atmosphere because you can't just spend all your time in group settings and you can't just spend all your time with church family and family. You've got to have someone that is willing to spend quality time with you. I've got that in my best friends, but the difference is none of my best friends and I like each other romantically. When it comes to a romantic partner, she will do the things that your best friends will do with you. The only difference is you will have the desire to kiss, make out all that jazz, hold hands in person or hold hands in public, etc., etc., etc. I've only experienced that twice. I have yet to experience it again where I meet a young woman, we connect properly, not Instagram, not social media, properly. Get her freaking phone number. And then we start talking. And I mean really talking. We're talking phone calls, FaceTime, texting is not talking, texting is not communicating, it is an illegitimate form of communication because there's no emotion involved. And you cannot build a friendship and you cannot build a relationship. Shoot, you can't even build a marriage without proper communication it all starts from square one and if you mess that up you'll never get to the all
because you had your own idea of what your man or your woman should be like. You had it in your mind, I'm going to reject all men or all women, not give anyone a chance, and just be by myself with Jesus. No. If you desire marriage, at some point, God is going to stop putting in work because he wants you to put in work. God is not a genie and God is not going to be lazy on your behalf and give you everything without you putting in the work. That goes for work-life balance, socially thriving in lit atmospheres, and future marriage and family. You want a better quality of life? Write this down. Have work-life balance that works for you. Put yourself in social atmospheres where you can thrive. And always, always, always be ready to achieve the vision that you have. For your better quality of life. Especially if that includes a significant other, a woman, a man. Everything starts off with friendship. Friendship first, then date, kissing and all that. Then marriage. That's how it goes. But you'll never get there if you don't give him your number. If you don't start talking on the phone or FaceTiming, if all you do is text, you'll never get there. If you don't start blocking off time to spend with him, hang out with him, it goes both ways, not just the man's job. Ladies, it goes both ways. If you don't do that, you'll never get to the altar. is what it's all about. It all plays a part. It all makes sense it all comes together life happens work life balance and socially thriving lit atmospheres it eventually will go away When you've come to the place where most of your social circle is married, engaged, and planning to get married, or dating. Once that happens, and you're still a single person, you need to make massive changes. My best friend is leaving got to meet somebody to replace her she'll never be replaceable but two best friends got to keep the work-life balance and thriving and lit atmospheres going somehow 
Because the reality is I'm not going to be in group hangout situations all the time. So someone's got to step up to take her place when she leaves. Don't know who that person's going to be, but we'll find out. Everything else is there. Group hangouts, the guys, church, family. But it's about quality of life. You don't have to move out of state to get to a good quality of life. You can build a career here in your own hometown and achieve what people who go out of state to live achieve. It just takes a little bit of work. Prayer and connecting with the right people. The last couple girls I've tried to talk to, gone in 12 hours, didn't know who I was. Exchange numbers for nothing. vision and make it plain. Manifestation. If you look at something long enough, it'll happen. (laughs) How else do you think my man's wrote a whole book and got it out to the world in just over a year? He put it on his phone, his computer, his iPad everywhere. Manifestation is real. You just have to put what you want in front of you. Trust God with the rest. But don't be lazy. Put in work. And don't give up when you get rejected or get cut off or abandoned because the ultimate truth is that you attract who you are so if you want to thrive and have a good 2023 socially and work life balance you'll do what I'm telling you to do Wait, wait, social media. Wait, wait, social media. Don't go, don't go. Gotta give you our social media. to follow life tips podcast on the internet there are several ways you can do this the first is on facebook the second is on twitter and the third is on instagram so on all three of these platforms search at life tips podcast if you'd like to follow me Follow me on Instagram at Nate underscore the underscore speaker and at Spoken Life Tips. And on Facebook at Spoken Life Tips. So that is basically where you can find the show on social media and where you can find me on social media. Twitter at off underscore gen underscore person that's at a-u-t-h underscore g-e-n underscore person 
And that's about it. So uh, those are the social media accounts that you can follow the show on and follow me on. And so I look forward to connecting with you on the internet. And uh, yeah.